This is working to be. It is Thursday, December 22nd. It's our pre-Christmas show. I'm Kevin Cooney alone with Mike Kern. Glad to talk to you. And this uh, all getting set for the holiday weekend. Eagles Cowboys, obviously, on Saturday. We'll talk about that in a minute. Mr. Kern, you got everything done shopping wise? I am. I'm. Christmas is the one holiday I go goo goo over. So, I mean, I had gifts bought two months ago, but I'm the kind of person that runs around and I'll, I'll be out and I'll see stuff. I'll say, oh, my daughter would like that. It's 50% off, you know, I'll get, you know, like I got you a cheesecake today. Yes. I was over the cheese. Thanks the for surprising me. I see this came up your house. Why didn't we just do this at your house? Uh, because my house is a war zone, right? Now. <laughs> like, like, I, like, like I care about that, right? You, you, no, you, no, no, no. My, my, my basement literally has boxes all over the place. I'm sitting in most. So it, it is. I, I could probably win the award seriously at our house for like the the, the way it's decorated. Uh, the inside, I could do two trees if we had two two trees. I have enough Christmas balls for two trees, and it's just, it's just it is what it is. And I've been listening to Christmas music since November, since early November on XM radio. So yeah, and it's funny because I brought home. You know, obviously, I, I brought my one speaker home uh, that I have at school. I have a speaker in my classroom just to, you know, for the kids to kind of have a late moment at the end of class or whatever. And I brought it home, and I've had Christmas music on around here most of the day, uh, except I, I did two podcasts earlier today. Not with us, but, like, you know, I was a guest on two of them, and I've had to shut it off at times. But then I put the music right back on. So, And I that's why the opening is obviously uh, my favorite Christmas song, uh, I know that Darlene loves baby Christmas baby please come home uh, your that. favorite one will appear at the end that'll be our out music today I have about oh okay but but I have the one know, you have said on this show is your favorite right and it is but but there's some it's funny because and, and here's the sad part for me don't in change this on me not, <laughs> in four days they're not you're not going to hear them anymore why they go away oh like, you mean for a year yeah, but so I mean, like, yeah, but they don't play them through New Year's. They play them like till the twenty sixth, and I twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there might be one, and and it's just, and all of a sudden, they're, I've been listening to them for like a month and a half. Um, but I, I got to say this: there's, there's just real quick, and I know what the one you're going to play at the end, and that's fine. But um, I mean, obviously, the uh, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole is probably you know that's the the Holy Grail, I guess, or whatever. Um, Frank Sinatra, Christmas Waltz is one of my favorites. Um, Celebrate Me Home by Kenny Loggins is, is a awesome. underrated song. Yep. There's a couple, anything by Johnny Mathis. Johnny Mathis, and, and I need a little Christmas. Uh, me and Mrs. Kern went to the Philly Pops on Saturday for what might be their final show. I think they're going to do it next year. They're going to figure out a way. It was tremendous, Kevin. It was I'd never been in the Kimmel Center before. It's a nice uh, place. Glenn, Glenn Papazian got us tickets. God bless him. And um, it was really, really, and they played a couple of my favorite ones, and, and it was just really, really neat. But the the one, the people I've come to really enjoy is Lady A. Lady A, I never really knew much about them because I don't really listen to country music much. Um they do a version of Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas" that I think is just as good. It's slower. It's the and I've heard about six or seven of their songs. They're really good. Yeah, they are. And I didn't know that before, so I've I've kind of learned something, which I like learning stuff because, you know, at sixty four years old, you can get kind of you know stayed in what you are. But uh, I would say 
look, Mariah for me. I mean, Mariah, that was my freshman year in college when that came out. Did you see the special last night, the other night? Um, Mariah, no. I was actually working the flyers. Oh, Kevin. Oh, God, you would have. Oh, I'll find him on one of the streaming services. It was, it was, look, and, and it got a little got a little too much at points you know if you but you like mariah right and um you would love that i mean you, they've you, overplayed it to death yeah yes they have as, yes uh, no doubt yes. but it's the number one song in the country at this time of year for a reason you know how much money she makes off that uh a lot yeah i mean if just off that yeah. nothing else well she she wrote it too she's a co-writer I, I know. So I she know. gets the writing benefits as well as a long as if much you as and the I, artist. If you benefits. and I next week wrote one song that hit it, just pretty, we we wouldn't have like the rest yeah. of your life. You would just say, "Hey, I'll see it," you know, whatever. But have you heard Lady A's version of that? I have heard it. It's pretty good. It's a little too. Bublé it's does slower. one too, right? Boob, Who does one? Michael Bublé. Uh, a lot one. of people do. I I yeah. prefer, but but I prefer I prefer the original. Kind of like. On White Christmas, I prefer Bing Crosby. Yeah, I, I hear you. Sure. I mean, sure. Sinatra's version's pretty good. Um, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, you're right. I mean, yeah. it's funny. We always talk about at this time of year, and I will get into the Eagles at some point. Okay, yeah, this is a more casual show than normal, which is saying yeah, I something. Um, I always think like we always talk about the best Christmas songs. There are a lot of awful Christmas songs too. Yes, awful. there are. Yeah, you're no, you're right. McCartney, McCartney's Wonderful Christmas Time is garbage <laughs> i don't think it's as john kincaid says i don't think it's as bad as you're making it out to be because anything that's upbeat i, I agree it's not on like my top 10 list and i am a paul mccartney guy but I, but i think people trash it a little too much because it's kind of simple you know it's like yeah I'm, and, and they get sick of it that's the way i feel about mariah carries sometimes i hear it so often yeah it becomes so earworm it, and it's so upbeat it's it's so Whereas when I hear Lady A's version, it's just coming at me like a different way, and and I don't know, maybe because I'm 64, I just kind of like that. But um, yeah. I mean, but there are some, there are some bad. That John Legend did a version of uh, "Baby It's Cold Outside" last year with uh, Kelly Clarkson, which was I think I've heard it, which is more politically correct. It, it's you know, it, yeah. it it just didn't work. Uh, yeah. But and I like jo- I like John Legend. He's he's not bad. He's not bad. But, but again, you're right. I mean, and it's funny that most of the really good ones, most of them, are from years ago. Right. You know, Andy Williams, Perry Como, this and that. I I do like Natalie Cole's got a few. I, well, yeah, Nat, like, but Natalie's like Natalie gone too. I believe yeah, I Natalie. Know. Yeah. I know. It's, uh, it's um, you know, which uh, which, uh, and by the way, the one new group that I like that the, I a lot of pentatonic stuff. And, Pentatonics is not bad, and Trans Siberian Orchestra, which is not uh, new, but not it's bad. pretty good. I'll give you another one. Did I? I've I've heard Sal Soul Orchestra does like a medley, and yeah. it lasts like about. T- and, and I've heard know, it. It's not bad. No, it's not yeah, bad. No, it's, um, All yeah. right, so we've talked eight minutes about Christmas music. Uh, let's get into the Eagles. Gardner Minshew will start on Saturday. Uh, that was announced on Gardner Minshew was going to start on Monday morning. That was announced on. Thursday morning, yeah. The, yeah. the the little that, that, that was all BS. That the little hide and seek game that was being played at Novacare was. I think part of it was to appease appease um Jalen because obviously Jalen's like, hey, I can play, I can play. Um, no, no, you you're, you're not. First of all, now the interesting thing, Kevin, would be if they were tied in the standings right now, 
or even if it was a game like a game like right like uh, if Jackson if they had not if Dallas had not lost to Jacksonville last week, yeah, the, this game takes you. a whole different meaning because then you basically have to win both. But, of But here's the probably. way I look at it: first of all, you have probably the best backup in the league, or one of them, who who has proven he's not Jalen, but he's proven that he can play a little. Okay, um, but and I understand how important it is to get the number one seed because you can win the Super Bowl this year. You have a chance. You've put yourself in that position. But you're also talking about the future. You're talking about the next eight to ten years with a guy you're going to give really a lot of money to. Uh, I remember Chad Pennington, you know, who who had a shoulder and apparently wasn't handled properly and was never quite the same. We can look at it as a minor injury, quote, unquote, minor, because it's not separated or it's not this or it's not that. And I understand guys play through injuries. I mean, Josh Allen's playing through an injury. Um, Rodgers has probably played through a thumb injury this year. Dak might be playing with a with a not 100% thumb for all the heck I know. But, man, do you really want to take a chance? With, well, with and it's a needless chance at this point because you do it's have a what? The, it's, a it's a needless what? chance. It, it's it's unnecessary. Yeah, but I'm saying, Kevin, if they were tied, if this game were really, if this game were for maybe the division. You, you would play them. You would play them. I get it. But again, would you run the same offense? Would you would you have him running third? Well, that's a different times? question. That's a that's a different question. Whether he yeah, should have had that offense against Chicago is a whole different debate. Um yeah. well, it's but, their offense. But not you change. but you do have this cushion. I mean, yeah, you, know, you could you could put the hypothetical in there of what if they didn't? Well, they do. And and they've gotten they've they've, they've put themselves. They've earned the right They've to earned the this. right to back off. And if you right. can't beat the New Orleans Saints even let's say if Minshew ends up playing next week, and by the way, I don't rule out that he could beat Dallas with Minshew, but I, I kind of think it's unlikely. Um, well, the game means more to Dallas. Oh, this is Dallas's season, and it's not because right. look, Dallas is going to the playoffs one way or another. Right, they're going to be da- the fifth seed. Right, for Dallas to be to to have any, I think in their own mind to avoid this. Oh my God, here we go into December kind of thing again. Well, how embarrassing is it if you lose to the Eagles with Minshew? After losing the Jacksonville and barely beating the Texans yeah. and and yeah. all of this, right? This is why I think Dallas needs this game, and yeah. and there's also a fact that you know I wish I knew the stat on this. I'm sure somebody has dug it up this week. Teams that have to travel on Christmas Eve, I bet, are not playing at a high clip. Well, plus it's their third straight week of travel. Or travel. I know one. I know one was just up to you know the Jersey Turnpike, but but it's still. Uh, it's still pretty significant on a short week, no less. Oh, I look, I agree. But my thing is, they are not going to lose the next two games. No, they're not. First of all, they should, if you said to me right now, the next like, time they should get on an airplane is to go to Arizona if they go to the Super Bowl. Exactly. And it'll be like five weeks or six, yep. or whatever, however many weeks it's going to be. I think next week's game to the, to is more important because of the draft pick thing. And I know people will say, well, that's only look. If you have a chance to pick fifth instead of tenth, I want you know why not? Like you don't want to lose to the Saints here. Well, plus plus next week plus next week buys you if you win next week and you get the. But even if the game meant nothing, Kevin, let's say the Eagles win. Let's say the Eagles go to Dallas and win. I want to beat the Saints. Yeah, I don't want and and one thing you don't want to have too much rust on your guys either. Right, and the Giant game might not matter because at that point the Giants might actually be playing for something. Yeah, you may not and. And I think another thing is I don't think I want Jalen sitting for five weeks and then coming back. Now, I don't know what that means. I don't know if you play him two series against the Saints. 
two series against it. I don't know. I don't know what it means, but I don't think I want him sitting for five weeks unless the doctors say, hey, you know, if he hits his shoulder again, might not be good. Then if you're the Eagles, then I think you got to think about that and say, hey, you know, whatever. I, you know. No, and, and I get it. And I, I, I mean, Andy did this in 2004. He didn't play him the last two games when after um, T.O. got hurt. You know, and they and they made it to the Super Bowl, so I don't know. I mean, look if if it's Dallas in here, and there's a strong possibility. That's the other part of this too. Dallas um, is going to be here for the first game. first game, right? Unless oh. they lose to Tampa or Jackson, or no, it won't be. It's Tampa or could be Tampa. Well, it, it, whoever comes out of that mess in the South, yeah, it probably will be Tampa, even though I think their schedule. So, and that's another thing. Again, I, I mean, the Saints this week dropped from the fifth pick to the ninth pick. And again, you're still going to get a good player, but let's say for the sake of argument, the Saints make the playoffs. Let's say they win that division. Your pick's going to be the 21st pick. It's going to be 18. Or 18. 18. Excuse me. Right. You don't want, why do you want to fall the way to 18th if you have something to do with it? I, I get That's it. That's just my feeling. I mean, I, you know, I know what you're saying. I'm. The Giants game, I could care less about. You know, if they get to the I, Giants. I, I'll be honest. I. You know that 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 pick is like a twenty-hour bill you have in your pocket that you didn't expect. I agree with you, Kevin. But if if you don't ha- if you can help yourself, oh, I I mean they helped themselves two years ago by losing, which I didn't agree necessarily agree with that. But now but you, if you help, can yourself help yourself with by winning. winning. Yeah, I know. I, and again, the Giants pick. The only thing that Giants game would ever mean is maybe letting the Giants get in the playoffs. If you don't want the Giants in the playoffs, I mean, I, I don't know what difference it would make to you, but if they get in and upset somebody, you know, and then it could change things. But, again, the Giants game, you can sit the whole team for all I care. But, you know, you know here, here, and, and, that, and that's the other point. The one thing with this week and everybody going, well, you just rest Jalen and, and, you know, you'll be fine. You do want to win this week, one, because it's your number one rival, Okay. Two, you would like to see the Cowboys take another hit. And, and if you can knock their confidence down even more, that's great. I don't care about their Hold confidence. Hold on. I, but, I don't care. But about here's that. number three, and I think this is the most important for guys like Galeen Johnson, Jason Kelsey, Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham. They do have some older guys on in those units. Getting them, the more you have to play them leading into the playoffs, because if you lose this week, you're going to have to play them against New Orleans. And you're gonna see, I don't think that ma- I don't think it's. It, I don't want them playing against the Giants. I don't care about the Saints. That's still a month away from your playoff game. I, I don't care if you if, if three weeks. Do you want to play enough, them a full game, or are you going to play? Uh, that's what. No, you're going to try to beat the Saints. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to beat the Saints, whatever that means. If I got to play, if Minshew's going to play the whole game, if I'm going to throw the ball to AJ Brown, I'm not sitting my guys. Okay. I, I, I want to beat the Saints. Okay, the Giants game, everybody sits. The whole world sits. Whoever their third quarterback is, I don't know who their third quarterback is, unless you feel the need to play Jalen a couple series because, you know, maybe Jalen plays against the Saints. I I don't know this. But I I don't care about – I just want the Giants game to mean absolutely nothing on the face of the earth. That's what I care about. Um, You know, because if if I can pick three or four picks higher – and then Howie could screw around with that pick. Right. Howie could sit there and say, hey, you need a quarterback? Hey, yeah, we're picking sixth. Um, I, I, 
I will say something. this is a huge game for Minshew, who's going to be a free agent at the end of the year. Sure. Sure. Uh, and who does have aspirations of being a starting quarterback in this league again. Yeah. It's not a bad spot to have a guy who has that motivation going. But I there. think people know what Minshew is. I, 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 I think everybody too. around the league knows he's a very like, capable backup. Like there's a ton of bad quarterbacks in this league, though. That's the problem. No, but yeah, but I don't think like if, if the Eagles lose, let, let's say the Eagles lose 28-17. I'll throw a number. And Minshew plays okay. You know, I mean, the team around them is good. Yeah. Right. So, but let's say he plays okay. I don't think it's going to change anybody's opinions on he he played he played last year two games and played not bad. People know who he is. What they're willing do people think he can be a starter in this league? That's the question. And I don't think how he plays in a game or two right now really is going to make much people difference in much people's minds. He, he's going to be with a team next year, um, and he'll probably be making you know he'll be making okay coin. Andy, um, Andy Dalton's still a starter in this league. I think yeah, but, that says yeah, it all. Yeah, but again, like if I you're Gardner think, Minshew and that's not, eh, you're looking around going, I'm better than that. Right, but I, I don't think he's going to break anybody's bank, even if, whether he's a starter or backup. And again, if you're a team playing Gardner Minshew next year, you bet you're a bad team. It's as simple as that. I didn't if, say if, you're. If, if Andy Dalton, right, but none of those teams are going to say, oh my God, if we get Gardner Minshew in here. He can make the difference. No, but if no. you're, let's say, if you're the, uh, let me try. Des Ritter's at in Atlanta right now, so they're they got their guy for the future. Uh, but let's say, yeah, let's say, yeah, let's say you're the Saints. He doesn't excite me, by the way, but that's okay. Right. Let's say you're the Saints and you have uh, Dalton and Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill in your room. Gardner Minshew. So what you're telling me, the Saints are going to what? Give Gardner Minshew what, Kevin? What are you going to do? A uh, chance to be the starting quarterback. Okay, and you're going to pay him what? What are you oh, going to pay? What are you p- going to pay him? Probably three or four million. Okay, and if somebody has him as a backup, um, somewhere, what's he going to make? Probably two, two or two. Okay, I, all I'm trying to explain. I think you're making way too much of it. No, I'm just Gardner saying. Minshew. If the Saints are looking at Gardner Minshew, I'm not saying Minshew, they are. I'm just saying that that's the. But, but again, Kevin, I don't think any team looks at him and says he can be the difference. They might look at him and say, you're as, good as the, you're as good as the guy we got playing now and the guy we got playing now. Stays. I'm using this from the Gardner Minshew perspective of, hey, I, this yeah, is my Gardner shot. Minshew, to- he's going to get paid something by somebody. It's either going to be $2 million, $3 million, whatever. He's going to get paid, and maybe he'll be a starter. If he's a starter, he's going to be a starter on a crap team and probably get beat up. Yeah. Um, you know, it is what it is. Um, he's a good guy for the Eagles. That I mean, the reason he's here is because of what Foles did in 17. Yeah. It's the whole reason. It's the reason why they drafted Jalen in the first place. Yeah. Um, so, you know, good for the Eagles. All right, so that's the Eagles story um, for now. They're we'll- going to be the number one seed. They're going to get a week off, and the road to the Super Bowl is going to go through Philadelphia, and their toughest two games, I mean, look, I still think Minnesota is a better team than people give them credit for. Do I think Minnesota is no, going not. to come here? And, that's fine, and everybody thinks that. And and like I, I didn't think Ohio State was good enough in two thousand and two to possibly give Miami a game. Oh, they beat them. Okay. All I'm saying is the Eagles are going to be favored for a reason, and that's fine. That doesn't mean we saw them lose in two thousand two. We saw them lose in two thousand three. I don't think they're going to lose if Jalen. You, you want a hot take? You want a hot take on Minnesota? I don't They're going to lose in the first game. 
That's wonderful. No, that's I, I don't even think they're the team in that division that would scare me the most. That's fine, Kev- Kevin. I've heard it, but I hear this all the time. Here's this team. They're, they're, they suck. Okay, they suck. The Eagles beat them. Fine. But it, they come in here and the wide receiver goes nuts and has 12 catches for 200 yards, and all of a sudden their quarterback has a great half or whatever, and the Eagles just don't play up to what the Eagles are. You know, okay, you're going to tell me that can happen? You know, I mean, I'm again – I think San Francisco, to me, is the team that scares me the most. I agree with because that. Because of their defense, but their quarterback situation is their quarterback situation. Uh, if they had Garoppolo, I might feel even, you know, uh, but do I think Dallas can come in here and... Dallas hasn't... Well, they've won three playoff games in 25 years, and I think Dak's won one. So I'm not scared of anybody. But to tell me that they can't lose is ludicrous. Anybody can lose to anybody. It's 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 the way it is, and they've earned the number one spot in the home the home field. They should be in the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's just, it's as simple as that. They should be in the Super Bowl mm. playing the Chiefs, the Bills, or the Bengals. Take All your right. pick. All right, so I was going to move this on to I'll, I'll you know what? I'll do a rare thing. Mister Kern, pick the topic. Okay, here either MVP. hold on no 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 uh, oh, I don't I don't want to do it. yeah. Go ahead. The Sixers, right now, who have yep. won six in a row. Yep. Or the state of the Big Five. Nobody wants to hear us talk about the state of the Big Five. Well, it's kind of what we did for years, so that's kind of why I thought it brand stinks. Out. Other than Villanova, it stinks. Who, by the way, is playing much better now. Played really well, well yeah, last night in St. John's. It's funny. This kid, the Cam. Whitmore. Um, Whitmore who supposedly is going to be a lottery pick. Yep. Maybe this year. Uh-huh. I mean, and I know he's I know he was hurt. He had 10 10 8 points last night. It's more off, the, off it's, the bench. It's more his rebounding in this defense. Oh, I'm look, I'm not going to sit here and say he stinks. No. I don't mean it that way, but to me, he's giving them a different energy though. Mike. Obviously, he he should give them a different energy. And if they ever get the other kid back, but I don't think they're going to get him back. If they get him back, I don't think Moore's going February. to February. Right. Yeah, and I don't think he's going to be what he was, at least this year, if, if this is the year he decides to play. But all I'm saying, Kevin, is I guess I was I, – I don't know. How many lottery picks, you, you know, I expected more, I guess. You know, and oh, that, I, but that's I think he's been great. I mean, uh, part of it has I'm, been conditioning at, and all that. At, I'm just looking at his box score the last couple games. That's all I'm looking at. I didn't see him play. I'm not making okay. judgments. And at some point, he may be dominating a little – to me, by the end of January, February, he better be like really good. Let me let me bring it back to the state of Big Five in a different sense, okay? Because it brings up a, a, a quote I saw yesterday. You're, you're going to tell me the Temple lost to Murrow in Eastern Shore? No, well, besides that, no, no, I'm not talking. You're going to tell me Lasalle lost I'm by not, thirty? I'm not at t- home to Lafayette. I'm not talking about the on court stuff. That's a mess in itself, okay? Arthur Johnson, the athletic director at Temple, was quoted in an article in the Temple news uh back in october but it's come up again this week because it was tweeted out by one of the temple news guys and it comes back to that double header at the palestra a couple weeks ago yep which drew 3500 people on a wednesday night on a wednesday night okay and he basically is like i'm trying to fill my own arena why should i go send buses and everything to send people to other games in the area for the big five Okay. Where, where's where's Arthur from? I have no idea. Okay. Where's the uh, the uh, LaSalle 
uh, AD from? Uh, I couldn't tell you that. Where's the St. Joe AD from? Not from here. Okay, well, this this is a problem, Kevin. This is why 30 years ago the Big Five had the, the, the two games a year because Temple wants to put people in their arena. Villanova wants to put people in their arena. It's not really a question at LaSalle, but they do too. La- you know, and- uh, we should point out LaSalle did not have buses going or give out tickets to their student base uh, fan base at that time either. Okay. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's hard when the teams aren't good to make cases for doing things like that. Um, but, you know, it's, it's look, the big five ain't the big five. I mean, Villanova's won like 32 of their last 34 big five games by double digits. Um, you know, it's not our big five or, oh. or your father. And, and again, I don't, I don't have answers. I don't think they publicized it. Kind oh, of I well thought that enough. I thought, and look, I know the inquiry was a major driver behind it. Yeah. It, it was awful. It was, it was poorly yeah. promoted. It was, but, but again, if you had done it on a Saturday, let's say with Villanova involved, well, would it have drawn more? I don't have. That, I don't know. That's a, that's a topic I actually wanted to kind of bring up. I don't know. Doing it on a Wednesday night in the middle of December, in the middle of Eagle season, which we know in, engulfs everything in this town, especially when they're thirteen and one. When they're thirteen and one, um, and I had somebody who we both know very well, and I saw them actually at the Nova, uh, Oklahoma game a couple weeks ago, at the Wells Fargo Center. And they're saying that because most of the big five has a suburban fan base, okay, in a sense of mostly graduates or people who went to big five schools have graduated. Some, a lot of them have moved to the suburbs. That's kind of played on the sentimentality end of it when they used to play back at the palestra. Those people are a little afraid to come into the city right now. You talk about, you know, the campus, you know, how Temple's had trouble filling. Temple had 3,500, I think, the other night. And school's out, but... That's a problem for them. Penn has dr- trouble drawing on a weeknight. That the safety issues have played into it, that the just lack of interest has been part of just the atmosphere and that they better get used to it. I don't know how you change that at this point until some of the outlines. There's, there's, there's tons of factors. The teams aren't good. Parking can be a problem at the Pluster. We know that. The city, yeah. Is this our people? Are, look. I live in Northeast Philly that you do, and we're, but we don't live in the city. I understand. I, I, I still think one of the safest places to be in the city when Temple's playing a basketball game is standing out in front of uh, the league. Of course. Right. I, you know, for me to try to convince people of that, I'm not going. And then, you know, in a minute, maybe, I mean, I think the areas sometimes around St. Joe, Penn and LaSalle are, can be worse. And I'm not trying to disparage. No, no, no. And I would make the argument LaSalle is probably the one that has the right. biggest. But I don't want to disparage that. LaSalle. I don't want to. No. It, it is what it is. And again, I think if the teams were good, I think we might be having a different conversation, a little bit different conversation, not a whole different. But again, I'm, I can't convince Villanova. Villanova people love going to the Wells Fargo, and I don't blame them. They put lots of people in the Wells Fargo. Um, and you know, uh, Kevin, it's an unanswerable question. There, there's no, there are so many factors involved, and you're not going to fix all of them. Well, and there's been this talk of a round robin coming in and basically yeah, doing doing a weekend kind of deal at the Palestra 
and all all six city schools. Drexel would be involved as well. Not that Drexel's playing all that well either. We should point out. Kevin, as Mike Seals, they made the tournament last year, right, or the year before that? Two, two years during the pandemic year, yeah, two years ago. Okay, as the six seed, we should point out in their conference. But go ahead. Exactly. As Mike Sealski wrote, and and I didn't give him the credit at the time because I didn't remember it was Mike's column, but LaSalle has made the tournament once in 30 years. Okay, now they went to the Sweet 16. I was there. It was great. Temple has not made the tournament or has made the tournament once since 16. Dumps last that year. That was Fran's year. Um, they're probably not going to make it this year. I mean, they, they I guess, but they're, they're not in position to do so. St. Joe's had five straight losing seasons, I believe, since Phil left. I'm, I'm pretty sure of that it's four. Uh, I think Drexel yeah. is Drexel that when they made the tournament as a six seed, as you pointed out, it was their first time in twenty some years. Uh, Penn has been in the tournament, I think, once since two thousand seven. Uh, so, three, uh, th- uh, three times actually, I think. Well, they made it. They've won the Ivy. How many times. times has Stevie been in the tournament? I think twice. I think once. Okay. I think once, because I think it was two years ago. I think it was just two or three years Maybe ago. Maybe because they were on track to go the year of the pandemic. Okay. That yeah. might, yeah, that might be correct. So, so, but I'm just saying. Right. That's, that's, I'm not trying to point, that's horrible. You're asking fan bases that, and in some cases, LaSalle's fan base ain't that great anyway. Temple's fan base ain't always been that great. You're asking them to support what? Well, I mean, and for LaSalle and St. And for LaSalle and St. Joe's, and we've talked about this in the past too. Uh, they're trying to fight a battle. I don't think they can survive. Um, Perhaps not because of the because of the economic factors at play, mm-hmm. the facilities at play for especially LaSalle. I mean, right. LaSalle is just a brutal facility. And Temple is in a conference that nobody, nobody cares, really cares about. about. It's right. a football conference. I mean, in in a perfect world, Temple should be in the Atlantic Ten. For basketball and all their other sports, and they should play football in a football conference. Right. But they, it's hard to pull that off in today's age because people don't want you for – they don't want to do that. Yeah, only Navy's able to pull that off, and even Navy's having its issue right now. So Yeah. So, I mean, so Temple plays in the American because of football. Mm-hmm. I get it. I understand why. But for them, in ba- and, and the American is changing because Cincinnati's leaving, Houston's leaving, USF, Central Florida's leaving. You see right? Yeah, you're getting teams in that nobody teams what they won't even know less about those teams that are coming in. Although it could make Temple better because they don't have to play. I mean, Houston's the number one team in the freaking country or number two team. And Cincinnati, Think about and that. Cincinnati has been good, and yeah, yeah. I, I mean, UCF in football's been good. I, I don't think in, I think in basketball they've been okay a couple they've, times. They've been decent. Yeah, but again, you, you, that these were the choices. Yeah, that that rice made. that rice game in February is not going to draw a lot of people to Lee, of course. Just not. No, no game's going to draw a lot of people if their team is 500. Right. That's the problem. And this year they were supposed to be better. And I know there were one players out for like five weeks. Um, but that happens. You can't. And I, and I love Aaron to death. I'm rooting for Aaron. You know, he's a, he's a great guy. I, can he turn this thing around? I don't have the faintest clue because I'm not down there anymore. I don't see it. On a regular basis, mm-hmm. you know, and and what and you know, we all know the problems LaSalle has, and God bless him, Dumpf's there trying to do what Dumpf can do, and in this age of the transfer portals and the NILs and all, it, it probably makes it harder on all those schools. And again, yeah, and you're and they're all overshadowed by Villanova. It's just it's it's really and, not and, a big five. And, and let's that, be honest, even Nova Nova without Jay, and this is not a knock at Colin Neptune. 
But Nova without Jay is not the same Nova. Well, right now we you know we have to let it play and, out. But, and and yeah, you're right. I wonder, like my fear for Nova going forward is, are they going to compete to be on that national level? Are they going to compete in the NIL landscape that other schools are? Well, they can only compete to a certain, certain degree. degree. And, and is that going to be open. enough? And I don't know. don't know. I mean, I'm hearing stuff from people at Penn State that they're upset that they don't compete in football in the NIL compared to, like, some of the other schools that they're trying to go up against. And I don't understand that at all because I, I don't understand why Penn State can't raise oodles and oodles of money, but apparently people are telling me they don't. And again, I don't know Penn State. But here's the thing, Kevin. Let's say for the sake of argument that two or three years from now, Villanova isn't that Villanova. But there's still a Villanova that's going to the tournament. There's still a Villanova that, you know, they might not be a one or a two seed. but Kind of like what Syracuse is now. Let's uh, use maybe that. A little be- maybe a little maybe better. Maybe a little better. I mean, they're still UConn. Be be- but they're still going to be better yeah, than, than every other team. Five teams by a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know Temple beat them this year, and good for Temple, and we all thought that was, hey, you know. Without their two best players, yes, I get it. I got it, yeah, and, okay, but they still beat them, and then they go and lose some of these games that they're losing, and I'm like, oh, my God, like, you just, and then, you know, then Villanova wasn't quite as good as, as maybe, you know, they might get back to being good, you know, in another month or so, who knows. But, yeah, it's it's just, it's hard, Kevin, and, when, and we're in a pro town. We know that. Mm-hmm. It's a pro town, and when two of your pro teams one goes to Game Six of the World Series, you know, and that takes you up to the to November, you know. And, and again, I, I think college basketball gets lost in November and December, anyway. Mm-hmm. Just because and then you have the Eagles doing what the Eagles are doing, you know, and 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 there's a certain amount of people in this town are following the Sixers, and like you said, they've won six in a row, or you know, they're and they're, and, they're, and I was just going to say, and they're starting to get stabilized and everything. Yeah, it's a. I mean, look, whatever we think of the Sixers. Whatever we think, they're still one of the top. They're, they're still one of the best eight to ten teams in the league. Oh, it's a so, right? and they're a constant storyline, constantly. Right, and they might not win a championship. They might not get past the second round. I don't know how it's going to play out. I don't think there's but, the but the soap opera. But the soap opera is still going to be there. Right, and then when they win six in a row, and you got a guy who finished runner up in the MVP two years in a row, and you've got uh, you know who scores fifty eight in a game, and then you got uh, when when, uh, when what's his name comes back. He's he's one of the most popular players in the city right now. You know, it's hard for these these city schools that are struggling to win games to draw much attention. It just is. It there's no getting around it. And I don't know how you solve it. And it, it, I honestly God don't. Well, and it's strange because, you know, even the the landscape where people used to be able to see a lot of these games uh when it was on Channel 17 or 29. That was a long time ago. Right. That landscape or get the frequent updates with some video on your evening news. Well, that's a long time ago now because they don't have that same access. So, yeah, it's tough. It's it's it's. But this is what I would say. The first thing that has to happen, they got to win. Yeah. You you can't sell. I don't care if they come up with the greatest package in the world. They're going to do a tournament. If your teams aren't winning fairly consistently, mm-hmm. you know, like what, like if this year, let's say Temple was going to be a tournament team, and Penn, I think, might have a real good chance in the Ivy, right? And Villanova, and then you get three teams in the NCAA tournament, and then Selection Sunday, everybody's, yeah, hey, there's three teams going. You know, where are they going? And then maybe Temple pulls a first round upset, you know, yeah. or, 
and and that's gotta that's gotta happen first. And and I don't see that happening. I mean, Penn might make the tournament this year, right? I mean, I guess Temple could get it all together and maybe do something in the A ten tournament, but you know, uh, it's just um, I don't know. All right, I just figured I just figured I bring that up because I saw, since okay. we last saw since we last talked. Let me bring change topics again. The Mets have gone out and signed Carlos Correa um, for $300 million. And the Steve Cohen winner. You know what the left side of their infield's making? Oh, it's going to make it probably going to make 80 million. Close to 80. Well, their contracts are close to 700 million. Right. But per year, I think it's going to be close to with incentives. It could make reach about 80. Yeah. Yeah. and yet, strangely, Mike, I don't know if this changes one bit of the National League East race. I think the Mets are going. The Mets are good. It well, helps the Phillies them. Finished third last year, so yeah. What are you saying? The Phillies are going to finish third again, or I mean, it, it's possible. I think all three I are. Think, I think I all think three are could, playoff teams. I think you could take the Mets. The Phillies and the Braves jumble them they've up. All, they've all had. Yeah. They've all done. The Braves have lost some players. They've gotten some players. I think you could pretty much throw a blanket over all three. Yep, and they could all win in the nineties. Uh, maybe one of them gets to a hundred. I, I mean, because the schedule is going to be different next year. Yeah, it's, it's, not so as I, many I division games. Yeah, right. And I haven't figured. And Harper, you know, is probably going to be out till June. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think the. I mean, everybody tried to help them. I mean, the Padres went out and spent money. Um. You know, the, the Dodgers have had some turnover. Uh, the Giants are the only team, I, I think it looked like they got kind of got nothing because they I, went in. I, I, was, I haven't been in love with the, the Dodgers offseason. Uh, yeah, you lose Turner. They really haven't They haven't signed big names to replace them. Let's put it that way. Uh, right. But, but maybe the Dodgers had too many big names. That could something. be it, too. Um, I don't know. I mean, I think the Braves. I think losing Swanson and Freeman over the last two years is a big leadership void for the Braves. Uh, yeah. But but talent wise, they're still really good. I mean, I think a lot of the Braves is going to depend: is Acuna going to be the Acuna of last year, or is he going to be the Acuna of the years before that? Yeah, that's and a, I don't, I don't, know I don't that. know that. Right. Um, and the guy they signed last year to replace Freeman is he going to be a superstar? I mean, he's he pretty really good. good. Matt Olson's, yeah. Now, yeah. I mean, I, I'm a big Dansby Swanson fan, uh, but the Braves usually find – I mean, it was amazing to me. The Braves went out and made that one trade where they got the catcher, mm-hmm. and they traded like like three or four of their pro- prospects, and people were saying, the Braves have so many prospects. They can do that. It's, it's insane. It is. I mean, it's just insane. Um, but, yeah, I don't know which of the three te- – I mean, it's real. I heard somebody about a week ago say – he put the Phillies line. He thinks the Phillies lineup might be the best. In, I think he said baseball, but whatever. And yeah, I do think it's a really good lineup. But last year there was a lot of times where it wasn't a really good lineup. Yeah. And I know they've had a Trey Turner, and that that's going to help them. It's got to help them. But they still had holes in their lineup you know, at times. And I like the Phillies lineup. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not knocking the Phillies. I mean, I think it would help if Castellanos was more like Castellanos. That would help a lot. Um. But again, I and, and you know there's going to be injuries. Yeah. Somebody's going to have injuries somewhere, mm-hmm. somehow. Uh, I think it's going to be a real the National League East. I think you're right. They could get three teams again. But then again, if maybe Milwaukee has a really good year, or well, I don't but, know how good the, the are the Cubs going to be better. Well, having Swanson will help them. 
okay. they've made what a couple if, moves. They're not as bad, but they're still a right. little bit away. I don't. Th- I think the Giants are going to have a problem, but they didn't make the playoffs last year. So I think if one of those teams, like a Cubs or a Milwaukee, can be really good, it could knock one of the East teams out of the playoff. Well, now, are, they, are they having? Are they having the uh, the seven teams again? Yeah. Okay. Well, six so, teams. Yeah. Six teams. Six teams. I mean, yeah, that's what I meant. Um. Yeah, I mean, but you know, if, if you don't want to be the third team in the East because you don't want to take that chance of somebody maybe beating you out, you know, for that play. I mean, look, what the what the Phillies did in the postseason was magical. You can't count on that every year. No, you can't. I agree. So, you know, I mean, look, the Phillies are really good, but the other two are the other two are it's going to be a fun race and and the fact that there's not going to be i heard tom lamaine actually in the press room the other night begrudged the new setup i like the new setup i like the fact that the 12 games against the mets every year are going to have added meaning i thought it was 11 or it's 12 each team has i think two home series or something i disagree disagree with you only in that like in football I want, I in base. I think rivalries are important. Like I want to see the Flyers playing the Rangers as many times as possible because I want that game. I want them to play the Devils. I want them, yeah, I, the Penguins, the Caps. I, I like that, and I, I know that means sometimes you don't see the star from the West, you know, more than twice a year. I get, mm-hmm. it. but I like playing the Braves eighteen times. I like playing because to me, if you play them early, and maybe your team's not whole early. Uh, but it's a sport, Mark, Mike, in, in need of a marketing. It, it, need, but see, I think the marketing comes from that, Kevin. See, but, that, I, but I think I also when your best player, when the best player and best two players in the sport are playing for a team that 90% of the country won't see because, you know, in, in Otani and, and Trout. But do I want to play? Uh, like, I don't think it's a bad thing that they go to every they go hit every major league stadium every other year. That's one. That's wonderful. That that's for ESPN. That's an ESPN thing. I don't care about ESPN. What I'm saying is I don't want to see the Cincinnati Reds almost as many times as I see. Oh, you don't. You'll see them half as much as you do your division round. Yeah, okay. I, I I just think baseball. You play most- two series against the Reds every year. You play. 12 games against or you used to play 19 so what so now i'm going to see i'm going to see more okay so you want to see more you want to see more phillies nationals right now no but what i'm saying is am i going to see more american league teams is this is what this is about you will see every american league team once okay so i'm going i'm going to see the angels three for for three three games games. and one year it's going to be here and one year it's going to be there yeah I don't care about that. I I don't I don't care if Mike Trout plays the Phillies three times. Next if year. all right, so if you're the Phillies and every other year you know you could go to if you're a Phillies fan you know every other year you could go to Fenway or Camden Yards, which you can't per, do right now. I think that's better for the sport. I, I you, Kevin, you may be right, but I don't care. I don't care. I like the way it was. 10 years ago when when you had a a 30 day period that they played all the interleague games. I get it. I thought that was tremendous because it, then people cared about the interleague games. Because ESPN would come up there and say, "Hey, Bryce Harper's the, has the most hits in the in these." Now nobody cares. And 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 baseball doesn't market its stars anyway. I don't really care if I if the Phillies are playing the Orioles three times or if they're playing in Fenway three times. I, I don't care. Okay. I, that, but that's me. 
uh, you know, is it great when they play Otani? Sure, but that also means I'm going to see the. I'm going to see. Um, give me some bad American League teams that I'm going to see. You'll you see know, the Texas he, Rangers to start the I don't season. want to see the Texas Rangers. I don't care about the well, Texas this Rangers. Year, this year, it's Jacob DeGrom you're going to see. I don't care. And, and is Jacob DeGrom going to be pitching in one of those three games? Yes, he is because it's opening week. Okay. He could be on the IL. But that's okay. I understand what you're saying, but I don't care. I, I just, <clears throat> I, I, to me, it's more interesting to play the Mets and the Braves 12 times. I mean, an extra six times. I love those games. I think those games are great, you know, and that way you're determining, you know, I, but that's me. I, I, I could be thinking totally cockeyed. It, it's, it's, it's okay. I, you know, I always liked it, you know, when they were playing the Yankees and they were playing the Red Sox. I, I get it. Those games, but I don't really care if they play the Toronto Blue Jays or the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't. That's me though. So again, if, if you, if, if people think that's important, that all the stars are going to go to all the places, fine. Baseball will still screw it up because baseball screws everything up pretty much. I, I hear what you're saying. I disagree. That's fine. I, I, I like, I like the idea. That you're going to be able to see everybody everywhere at some point. Um, I, I just point to, I point to hockey that hockey kind of tries to do that. The, uh, the NBA does as well. Yeah, and I and I I would the NBA well, makes it where every star goes into every building every yeah, year, and, and then the star sits out. That's great. The NBA is great. Yeah, uh, LeBron's coming Friday. Oh, uh, he, he ain't playing. Oh, uh, he's he, now he's taking the night off. I mean, how many times does that happen? I, I, and the fan sits there and says, "I my God, I got how many NBA fans, fans bitch about it?" Again, but you know, but you no, pay, I mean, Mike, you it, pay a couple hundred dollars to take your. If I'm major, but if I'm major league baseball, I'm seeing the NBA example. And seeing that people keep packing that building, I'd rather see get, the Sixers play the Celtics six times than see Indiana. Because in honestly, for baseball, the comparison anymore should be to the NBA. The NFL is way, 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 way gone. the The NBA is what baseball has to strive to at this point to <coughs> try to engage its fan base, and this is one way they're trying. It's, it's uh, Kevin. I hear you. It's fine. It's wonderful. Mike Trout's going to play three games here every other year. Hey, go for it. If you think that's going to make a difference in how I look at baseball, no, it's not. I, I, you know, they're trying know, to make it. A, they're trying to make it a more national sport. Like they're never it. going to. It's I know a regional sport. And so why are you? So why are they? So you're telling me that Mike Trout's going to come here every other year, and you're going to watch Mike Trout, and maybe Trout does something, and it makes you go, "Ooh, I'd rather watch an Angels." Astros no. game. No, you're not going to do that because people watch highlights every night. That's I, my, what ESPN. That's what ESPN is for. I, they watch the highlights. They show you every home run. They show you every great catch. And and when the Angels and here's another problem, the Angels are 20 games out of first place by June. I mean, it's like we're talking about the Big Five. Right? If the Angels were good every year, we might care more. But they're not. They stink. It is amazing to have the two best players, two of the best it's players amazing. in the sport, and, and you are nowhere way. near contention. Mike like Trout not losing in the one, playoffs. Like Mike, Mike Trout's, Trout's been in the playoffs one time. He's played in one playoff series. It was like eight years ago. Mm-hmm. That's impossible. And got swept. And got swept. It's impossible. But we were saying the same thing about Harper. You know, three years ago, or two years. Well, up until last year, actually. Um, but again, baseball. I I understand. But by bringing Mike Trout in, it also means you're bringing 
the Oakland Athletics in, or you're bringing some other sorry excuse for a team in that I don't care about. So for every Mike Trout series, there's this series that I don't care about where I could be getting another home series with the Braves and another home series with the with the Mets. And hey, just wait till the A's are in Vegas, baby. Till the what? Till the A's are in Vegas. Look, the A's have done well over the last decade. I know. They're, they're, I give them all the just credit wait, in the world. Just wait till they get that Vegas money pouring in. But they, they're never going to change. They're going to be what they are because Billy Bean's running it. Oh, no, he's not the, anymore. But Well, all I'm saying is there's it's that, in, so, uh, it's yeah, that money ball influence. I get it. Uh, well, okay. And, and, and you're still going to have the Pirates, and you're still going to have how many other teams could I throw out there at you that do not care one iota? The Reds. There's like six teams in baseball. You can name them more than I can. Um, that have no shot. I mean, the, the Baltimore's the have no. The Baltimore's have no, that's no not, shot. That's not true. Because of the division they play in, Kevin. That's not true anymore, Kevin. Mike, I am telling you, they can. Mike, get I'll make my bold prediction in 2023. The Baltimore Orioles are going to finish second in that division. Make that's the playoffs. fine. And you may be right, and I'll probably take the bet because the division is just too darn tough. And they got too many teams in. It's it's like people were telling me the Marlins were going to be good. No, they're not because they got to beat the Phillies and the Mets and the Braves. It's too much to beat. Now Toronto's good. Tampa's good. Not only do you have to beat the Yankees and the Red Sox usually are good, but you have to beat Tampa and Toronto. Tampa and Toronto ain't going anywhere. Yeah, they're falling back a little bit. Oh, God, no. They're falling yeah, back. They're both we'll falling back here. a bit. We'll I'm telling you, Mike. We'll be sitting here next August, and and and, and Baltimore will be like skirtling five. And I'm not just saying that wearing my Cal Ripken jersey. I mean, no, I'm, Kevin, I'm telling you. We'll be having this conversation in August, I'm and, and Baltimore will be a 500 team, which is great. Hey, Mike, I'm going to – you want to – I want five, I want 50 to 1 odds on this one. Okay. I'm not giving you 50 to Hold 1 on. odds. You're telling me it's going to happen. Why am I going to give you 51 odds if you're telling me it's going to happen? The Orioles are going to win a World Series more more recently than – or going to first before the Yankees. Yeah, but we could be waiting 15 years to, to determine the, 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 the bet. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it could I be, agree it could with be, you. It could be a push. The Yankees still make the playoffs. They still win 90-some games. They, they don't win World Series because they're not constructed that way. Right. But Baltimore has to beat four teams that, in theory, have a better chance of winning than they do. Tampa, uh, I know Tampa skirts that issue sometimes. Toronto's now spending money. The Red Sox will spend money. I at don't know point, if they will. At some point, Baltimore doesn't spend money. At some point, they trade their best player. That's Baltimore, and that ain't never changing. So, all right. You know. Uh, a couple items, a couple farewells, uh, one serious and one not serious, obviously. Um, Franco, well, do Hack- the not serious one first. Well, no, I want to end on the not serious one. Oh, okay. Franco Harris, um, on the 50th anniversary weekend of the Immaculate Reception, he was going to get his number retired by the Steelers this weekend. Did you realize that's just the third number? That the steel, I don't know how many the Eagles have retired. I think they have eight, seven okay. or eight. The th- the Steelers only have two numbers retired, and one of them is Ernie Stautner, who nobody knows. Ernie Stautner. Unless, unless you're 75 years old. And Bradshaw, right? No. Bradshaw's not retired? No. Who's Mean Joe. Okay. How can Terry Bradshaw's number 
you know, they won four Super Bowls in six years. And the well, first I think, two were, I think the first two were on the defense and right. Franco. Okay, I get that. The last two were on Terry. Well, the, I think Terry, it's also probably because of the falling out he had with the Rooney family. Well, okay. Or with Chuck Noll, for that matter. That's fine. But the man, uh, I get it. Uh, you're right. You're right. But in hey. the whole history of the Pittsburgh Steelers, they don't have more than two guys. Right. And, wow. and I got to meet Franco once or twice um, in different avenues. I think he was at a sports writer banquet the one year. I believe he was a while ago, yeah. Yeah, and I got to see him up at Penn State uh, when I used to go do Penn State stuff a little bit. Uh, a, a very nice man. I remember man. him from the Wendy's commercials. He was great yeah. in the Wendy's yeah. commercials. A very nice man. Uh, Everybody says he was like the salt of the earth, Kevin. He's obviously Rancocas Valley, I think he was from, correct? Over in uh, Jersey? That, it, 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 it was, he lived in Mount Holly, I believe. Or, so it was one of those schools over there. I'm going to get the school wrong. But you might be right. It might have been Rancocas. I, I don't know if it was Rancocas, but it was one of those schools over in South Jersey, and I should know that. Well, somebody brought this up yesterday. Kyle Brandt from NFL Network brought this up. Franco Harris, when he retired, was 185 yards short of Jim Brown's rushing record. 185. No, no he was third. Peyton had more. No, but before he retired before Peyton passed Jim Brown. No, but no, he didn't. When he retired, he was third on the list. Okay. Peyton had third. They put it up on the screen a couple okay. times. Peyton had 13,100. Jim Brown had 12,100. And Franco was was like a hundred, like you said, hundred and eighty yards from something like that from Jim Brown. He was the third leading rusher in NFL history, behind a guy that many people think is still the best player to ever play, and if not him, you know, one Walter of the most, Payton. yeah, one of the one of the, I mean, icon figures. And yeah, and the, Franco, great, the great thing about Franco is, when he was at Penn State, Lydell Mitchell was more the star. Yeah, that's true. Um and. Lydell had a really good NFL career, no doubt, playing for the Colts with, with Burt Jones. Uh, they had some really good teams. Right. Uh, but, but and in his last college game, Franco got benched. He did something. I don't know. I don't know if it's ever. But anyway, he didn't play in the Cotton Bowl that they beat Texas 30 to 6. Right. Uh, Joe, whatever. Um, but, but he I, loved I Joe. Know. He loved Joe to the end too. Oh, love Joe. Love Joe to 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 whatever. And I'm not sure if Lydell got drafted ahead of him or behind him. I'm not. I, I uh, Franco got drafted like 13, 12, 13, somewhere in there. I'm not sure if Lydell went ahead of him. But think about that backfield in college yeah. football. I mean, God, uh, that's unreal. And they wanted to beat Texas so bad because two years earlier Texas had won the title. When Penn State went unbeaten and they didn't play in a bowl game because Joe chose to go to the Orange Bowl, um, and President Nixon gave the number one to Texas, thing for Texas to Texas beat Arkansas, right. but um, so Penn State just thumped them. It was it was thirty to six. Well, without Franco. <laughs> well, I, and I, I, it's tough to explain this to people who were not alive in the seventies, and I was a kid, okay, but so much of what the NFL became was because of those Steeler teams and those Cowboy teams and everything. Raiders teams and the Dolphins teams. Right, and the personalities involved. Um, but it was a totally, as somebody, they had... Um, in a different landscape, like, right. It was a totally different game in the 70s. Oh, sure. Like, people now can't relate to it 
Like, Franco was important. If a quarterback you know, had 300 first, yards, it was a huge deal. If they had 250 yards, it, it was, was a it was huge like, deal. And, and, right. and then, of course, the game changed because then you had Bill Don Walsh Coriel came right. along. Bill, Bill Walsh. Walsh came along, and the game changed. But those games back then, uh, you know, I want to say men were men. <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's, but the, I mean, the, the, think about those trench warfare, right? I mean, and look, they, they, I mean, Bob Greasy, the, the Dolphin team that went unbeaten. Yeah. He had Paul Warfield. Yeah. He had Paul Warfield on his team, who's was one of the great wide receivers. They threw the ball like 15 times a game. They had Zonka and Jim Kick and the, and the defense and Mercury Mars. And I think they had 3,000 yard rushers, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, it was just, it was luck. And, and, and for people who lived around here, you know, we always hear this thing of, I be, people who became Cowboy fans because you saw the Cowboys every day of every Sunday American, at four they o'clock. They were America's team, right? They became you know CBS would show them every Sunday at four o'clock. Yeah, and NFL films and NFL films team. and all that. Um, the Steelers, because obviously with this being an NFC market, we saw a ton of Steeler games uh, on NBC at that time. Yep. So you Dick used Enberg. to used to see Dick Emberg and Kurt Gowdy and all them. Yep. Um, Mer- Merlin Olsen eventually became one of the analysts. So you saw that Steeler team every week as well. It became part of your life. That black helmet with the sticker on one side and blank on the other, and that yellow, the the black and the yellow and all that. And so I think a lot of people, because he of the local connection with the Penn State connection with him being a Jersey guy and everything, uh, the reaction to Franco and just how terribly sad it is that it happened. Yeah. On this weekend, he was going to be honored. It really, but is. at the same time, we hated the Steelers eventually because they were like the rival. Yeah, from the other side. I remember the one year Dick Vermeil in '78. I want to say well, it might have been '79. They beat the Steelers in a regular season game, and Dick Vermeil talked about it like it was the greatest thing they had ever done. That was that Steeler team's last gasp. That's the one that went to right, and beat right, the Rams. Right. And he said, right. "We beat the the Super Bowl champion Steelers." And it was such a – and the Steelers – think about this, Kevin. Before the Immaculate Reception game, they had not won a playoff game in their history. Yeah, that's unbelievable. I mean, and I – now, I was 14 years old. I was watching the game on TV. We were trimming the tree or something. We were doing things around the house. It was t- the t- December 23rd. I'm wa- I watched the play in real time. Yeah. And I was going nuts because I hated the Raiders. Yeah. Because the Raiders – my two favorite teams were the Jets and the Chiefs in the AFL. And and the, the Raiders, Raiders would the beat them all the time. Oh, the Raiders Chiefs yeah. had brawls, you know. Yeah. And I'm watching the game. And I, I you know, at the time I didn't and there's of course it was so controversial because the rule at the time was Frenchie Fuqua couldn't touch well, it. Right. Yeah, and, and I don't and the Raiders to this day still claim that they were ripped off. Right. And the thing is the next week they it, hosted it, the Dolphins. Yeah. Because back then they didn't give home field. They gave home. It was like a cyclical thing on how you. And did. the, the yeah. Steelers hosted the, the the and they almost beat them. Yeah, they did. They almost beat the Dolphins team. Oh, it was I mean that was just you know I mean it's my childhood. But, so uh, I know. so we're gonna wrap the uh, we're gonna say not wrap this. You up. I, you weren't alive when the Immaculate no, reception. No, right? I wasn't. I didn't think so. No. no, I was born the year after. Um. Okay. Okay. So our condolences, obviously, to the Harris family and all that. Finally, did you watch? Jim Gardner's final broadcast last night. Yes, I did. And I've got to be totally truthful about this. And we had Jim on. You got Jim on about a year or so ago. During the pandemic. Yep. He was was tremendous, right? I watch Yuki. I've watched Yuki for 
20 years, 30, whatever. And Yuki, by the way, speaking of icons, I mean, he's up there too, right? He's one of the last ones, yeah. Yeah, he's, he's one of the last ones. And look, but I watched it because, you know, I knew it was going to be his last. It was great. It was, I mean, it got a little corny at times, but you knew that was going to happen. And I felt almost for Cecily and Deuces because they were trying to hold it together. Yep. Jim was tremendous. His send-off at the end. Is an all-timer. That's an all-timer. I mean, they should play that. They should take that to journalism classes or TV and just play it. Yeah. You know, and all the people who are trying to paint me. And look, media gets it wrong sometimes, Kevin. You know and I oh, know. Oh, sure. It's a, different, it's a different era of media now, right? Yep. It's just, it's a, and, and Jim sort of said that, but he says, don't don't crap on the media, right? Which some people try to do. Right. And, and it was brilliant. His last five minutes, I don't know how he held it together. Yeah. I honestly, I don't. And it, it, it ends an era in Philadelphia where, um, look, and, and nothing against Brian Taft or Rick Williams. I like Rick Williams a lot. And Yuki is still there. But let's be honest, Channel 3 is not as popular as Channel 6. Uh, people watch Channel 6 because of Jim Gardner. But and, one day we'll give Yuki a send-off like that. Yeah. And, and I think part of the reason 6 is be been that way is because it just it became ingrained in your family you know it was yeah. gardner and tollefson and o'brien and well you got to remember back papa when, and yeah when i was a teenager channel three was the big one because they had i mean more crim vince leonard jessica oh God, savage al melter al melter um, right jessica right you jessica, jessica savage uh, jack mean, jones people, right these people were all time. I mean, you know, Jessica Savage would have been a star if she hadn't died so young. Um, and that was what, you know, and Larry Kane had been a six. But you know what got me last night was seeing Jim O'Brien. Yeah. And it was only. And they're going to have a special on tonight at eight. Oh, uh, really? Yes. Eight o'clock. It's a one hour special. And what's it going to be? It's going to be a, a look back at Gardner's career. So I'm sure it's going to be a lot more of the Tolfson and O'Brien and all that um, kind of era. And Dave Roberts. Dave Roberts gets overlooked. Dave Roberts had a No, one. Dave was great. And you know who else last night they had him on was, was Gary Papa. Yeah. And I got to know Gary a little bit. I got, I to, know, got to know. I knew Gary a little bit just in passing. And I mean, Sweet man. What, a, what a person he was. Yep. Um. And I'm guessing Jim O'Brien was the same way. I never really got to know Jim because um, I was still just getting in the business end, and you know when he passed. But my God, I mean, and, and then and here's the thing. And sometimes this can get corny, but the way he went out, the people who yeah. were tailgating, yeah, that was cool. he went out and spent time with them. I mean, that that was cool. I was just on. I was just on with our buddy Kevin Kincaid over at Crossing Broad and Kyle Pagan and all that. And I, I joked about whether Kyle Kyle went out to the tailgate last night. He went to wow. that just because, you know, it, it was a it's a good media opportunity and all that. And uh-huh. I joked, Jim Rosenfeld, who's the anchor on Channel 10, who's been here like a decade, by the way. I'm not sure you re- realize that. My, now, my, wa- my wife watches. She, she watches 10 sometimes. Right. Jim Rosenfeld's last night's going to be this week. And I'm like, oh, I, I okay. joked. I joked with he's leaving Channel Bad timing 10. by Jim. Yes, it is. I joke. <laughs> I joked. Uh, I joked to Kyle if he was going to stand at the ab- abandoned Wawa across from across from the Comcast yeah. towers and wave yeah. Jim Rose 
Falcon. I mean, it's going to be really interesting. And again, I don't know how Jim did it. He did it because he's Jim. Yeah. How he pulled that last five minutes off, I, I, I don't. I, I wonder. I if, know. I wonder if he goes into like a David Brinkley role where we see him on like election nights or something, and that's about it. You know, I don't know. I think he's going to. I think he's going to walk. I, I because I think he owes it to the people coming behind him to do that. It would be like Jay Wright showing up, you know, at Villanova. I, I don't think, you know, and Cheney tried to do Cheney when he left Temple. You know, he would show up every once in a while. Right. I I think it's going to be interesting though to see what Jim does. Like, is Jim? Is Jim just going to spend time with his family and 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 things like that? Well, you t- uh, he told us he wanted to do he wanted to be able to hang around and watch more sports. That was part right. of his deal. So th- and maybe he just does that and maybe hangs with the peeps a little bit. You know what I'm saying? I to- maybe I, you know, I, I I joke about it, but it's serious. Jim wanted a podcast spot. He's got a he's got a microphone here waiting for him hey, look, for the same pay I we mean, get. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, like I said, I didn't watch Channel 6. I've watched Channel 3 all these I was always the Six family. It's just a force of habit. Mm -hmm. But there were times, and last night when they were replaying some of the things, you know, and and I might have watched them back in the day. I probably did because I know I used to watch when Jim O'Brien was on and and that kind of thing. I know I watched Gary Pop, and and so I'm sure I watched Channel 6 over the years. But in the last decade or two, whatever, I just got into Yuki and, and that kind of thing. But I mean, he, he, look, he, I don't know, you know, he's up there with John Facenda, right? Well, it's funny. John, it's funny because I've noticed this. More, but John almost got more notoriety for the NFL stuff. Yeah. I noticed this actually last week when I was driving down. Now, they dedicated one half of Monument Road to Jim Gardner right out in front of Six Studios. Well, on right. the other side of the street is where Channel 10 used to have right. all of its studios. It's now downtown. Right. Uh, that's John Facenda way, I believe, and Ed Bradley way goes back on to Ballard yeah. Kimwood. Um, yeah. So, yeah. I but mean, Ed Bradley wasn't as great as Ed Bradley was. But Ed Bradley started at Channel but 10. He, but he didn't do 45 years. No. No. Well, yeah, because he went Facenda, national. Like I said, I think people, because I know, I don't really remember John Facenda no, much I don't remember on, Facenda the, on the air. All. I don't remember But Facenda my God, all, what he for did for NFL films. films? He put the he helped put the NFL on, on the, the map. map. Voice of God, right? Yes, I mean, you know, I had an album, Kevin, when I was like uh, twenty. I don't know. It was NFL films. It had all the the Raiders song. The it had all the song. You know, it was it was people can't imagine because NFL films isn't quite that now. Like, right, it's, it's changed. It was the voice of God. It was. You said it all. The voice of God. <laughs> so next you know? so next week we'll do our traditional year in review. I have to line up some guests to get them on to talk about kind of the Philadelphia sports year in review and where we're going, kind of the old state of franchises. Um, uh, this is where I plug away. Uh, I'm on 97.5 The Fanatic with uh, D. Lynham on Friday from 10, 10 to 2. Uh, on Saturday from nine to one, on Monday from ten to, or from two to six, I'll also be on NBC Sports Philadelphia with the uh, filling in for the best show ever crew, uh, and then various times next week. So I'll tweet out a schedule uh, if you care to. Uh, Mike, you going to be listening, please. I got to ask you a question. I yes. Don't mean this in, how can you be on competing stations? I'm. How am I on competing stations? 
Well, you're on the best show ever. Isn't that on WIP? No, the, no, the best show ever is on 97.5. Oh, oh, what, oh, my God. Hit, shoot me in the head. Why no, I'm I not going to do that, Mike. Why was I thinking that Mikey Miss was... was no. Oh, God. I'm so, oh, I'm so sorry, Kevin. I apologize to you. No, 97.5 okay. The Fanatic. So you're going to be on TV, too, then. I will be on television, I think, unless they have pulled something down. Why would they pull it down? It's I don't know, because day. it's not the crew that normally is doing it. I don't know. Yeah, but I think when the crew doesn't do it, I think I could be wrong. I, I mean, don't hold me to this, but why would... Because what's his face? The TV station has to put something on for four hours. That's true. Well, infomercials. Um, no, nah, no, nah, that's not not the infomercials are on all the other times. Yeah. Six. So feel free to give a call if you're listening to this six one zero six three two zero nine seven five. I'll give the plug number there. Uh, hopefully, Mike, you can listen in. I I, I need help. I may. Yeah. Uh, we'll have fun. Uh, we'll try. I'll reveal my Hall of Fame ballot on there one night, one day next week as well. So, um, you know. D and I have who's had a good the, time. Who's up for the Hall of Fame this year? What, what good names are up? It's not a great class. Scott Rowan, I think, is going to get in. Maybe Todd Helton. See, and, and nothing against either of them. I, 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 but to me, if, if you said Hall, and I know I've heard all the Scott Rowan, he, he's, he's probably, you're right. I just don't think of Scott Rowan as a Hall of Famer. But, and, and Todd Helton. You know who Scott Rowan is? Scott Rowland's Brooks Robinson. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to... I, I can't argue because I don't... Scott you know, Rowland is Brooks Robinson. Defensively, he's as yeah. comparable to Brooks Robinson. Now, his career didn't last quite yeah. as long. But I just didn't a, realize that he was he was quite that good. Yeah. Because when he was in Philly, I, and I know those Philly teams stunk. And, and Todd Helton, I just think of a guy, once everybody's from Colorado, I just kind of think... I, I get it. So you know, you hit twenty points higher, and but again, well, I'll reveal my ballot next week. Um, I will say I've given the one out. I did vote for Jimmy Rollins again. So, see, and I think Jimmy's a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I I do. Yeah. Um, you know, you know what Todd Helton's claim to fame was, right? What oh, he was play- the starting quarterback at Tennessee. See, right when Peyton Manning showed up. That's right. Think about that. Yep. So good Christmas plans coming up for you. Uh, uh, a lot of eating. Jesus, God, Kevin, I it's it's like nonstop eating for like three days, and and my son's fam, his wife's family, they they, they you, you never go hungry when you're around them. It just no. it, it doesn't it's impossible. It doesn't happen. And then I guess we got to do some visiting. I got to go see um Bernard Fernandez, um sometime because he's getting a back operation. Uh, in, in the first week in January, and you know, and his wife is going through some things, um, and I just try to catch up with some people that maybe I haven't. And I think we're getting a day with the grandkids. Well, that's good. Stuff, which is always good. Um, there's, I, I think, like I'm forgetting stuff. I'm not a big New Year's person, like per se. But well, um, New Year's is my wife's birthday, so we traditionally go out for her birthday. Oh, okay. She is a New Year's baby. Is Ralph's involved in this? Uh, that hasn't been decided yet. Well, I would know. doubt it because of the mummers and everything, like going down. Oh the, God, yeah. Oh God, yeah. You're, you're, and the yeah. Eagles. I should point out. Now I'm going to put a, a plug in. I don't know if this is go. I went to Ralph. I went away. to Ralph's couple. Go ahead. Plug away. Oh, went to Ralph's a couple weeks ago. Some friends were in town for the Army Navy game, and took me with some of his friends. Anyway, there was like eight of us at Ralph's, and I I didn't get the veal parmesan. Because I got the 
the flounder frontiers, which was I, very good. I heard it hangs but, off the plate. It well, the guy next to me got the veal, and he was. He, so he looked at me. He goes, "You want some of the veal? Sure." So you know, he gives me their veal is the best. Yes, it is. Uh, now, and I know everything's more expensive these days, and and they don't give you the pasta. The pasta is like the outside, side, uh, the, right? Whatever. I their veal. I don't know how they do their veal. Why they do? It, it's it's the best. So, I, and anyway, and then one guy, they had brajol on the menu. And I had had bad experience with the brajol one time, but he got the brajol and it was, it, it, it was, you know. So anyway, anything Ralph's does, Ralph's is Ralph's. You know, you can't kind of do bad. But the other night when I went to the Philly's Pops and my wife and I, and I went out to lunch with Glenn to get the Philly Pops tickets, we went to Poppy's. In South Philly, it's, yep. it's like a 20th. You know Poppies, right? I know Poppies. 20th. It's not far from the stadium. Nope. I got to tell you something. It's really good. It's it's an underrated place. Yep. And and it's 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 just, we had, um, I got a bolognese. Uh, I got the veal the one time, the veal marsala. And I'm telling you, it's, you know, I, and Ralph's is Ralph's. You, you know, had I'm veal not, marsala for lunch? Because it's less filling. Oh, okay. Um, it's a little less. And and um, Kevin, it was That's outstanding. Extreme, what did my wife got? My wife got. Oh, oh, I, boy, wait a minute. I go. She got the boy. I got a dish when we went for dinner after the Philly pops. A veal. I don't know what they called it. Veal. Some word stands for seafood. Um, I don't know. And it was expensive. It was probably the most expensive. So it's a piece of veal, three pieces of veal, as a matter of fact, uh-huh. in some kind of garlic wine sauce with shrimp and scallops and crab meat on top of it. And I'm going to tell you, <laughs> it was, I didn't eat my pasta. I took my pasta home to eat later. Our, our wait, our waitress's name was Noel. I can't, she was the nicest person ever that we dealt with. And we got this dessert. We normally don't do dessert, but my wife wanted dessert. Okay. And they had like eight desserts and she's, can I recommend the peach vanilla peach something cake, Kevin. It, it, it was to die for. It was so anyway. Ralph's is Ralph's. It's never going to change. But Poppy's is not like a bad plan B. If and if I'm Ralph's sure in South bucked. Philly, I'm sure in South Philly there are plan C's and D's and E's and F's that people would tell me. Some guy was telling me the other day, totally on that the saloon is some place I got to go to. Okay. Have you ever been to the saloon? No. no. They just told me if you really want to treat yourself, you know, like it's like your wife's birthday coming up, mm-hmm. that the saloon is the place to go to. My wife has so, my wife has certain places she enjoys going. Uh, I'm sure she does, as we all do. We norm we have normally ended up at like Joe's Crab Shack. Where's, where's over Joe's in Jersey? Crab Shack? Over in Jersey. You mean the Joe's like eat at Joe's? Eat at Joe's, yes. Okay, yeah, I, yeah. My my daughter likes that place. Yeah, it's over the Walt Whitman Bridge. It's actually. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, over in Deptford, I think. Because the one out on City Avenue closed. Closed, right? Okay. Uh, Eat Joe's is good. What yeah. does she get at Eat Joe's? It's been a couple of years since we. Does went she out get there. crabs? I mean, is that? Yeah, the she's a crab fan. Can... I'm not a crab fan. Yeah, I'm not a crab fan either. But they they, they do crabs fairly do, well. Yeah. Um, you know, she's been good with uh, Outback, uh, Ralph's, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, so I gotta, I gotta pick her brain where she wants well, to go. This I'm year. gonna have to do one of these. I my my son actually owes me a dinner. It's a long story, but 
the the, um, the place. Um, uh, what's the place in Fifteenth and Chestnut? Uh, the steak place. Del Frisco's. Del Frisco's. The lemon cake. Crabs. Yep. They do stone crabs, and stone crabs are hard to find. I had some when I was in Florida. I had to treat myself, and uh, I got to do stone crabs once. They're expensive as hell. Yep. But they're good. I guess you know. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the lemon cake. I got to get the lemon cake. Is that what you're telling lemon me? Lemon cake. Ray Hughes has endorsed the lemon cake. It is really good. Okay. Well, if, at Ralph's, I would say this. If they have it, I don't know if they always have it. The cannoli cake. Cannoli cake is my favorite. The cannoli cake at Ralph's. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, I'm not telling you, right? No. I don't know if they always have it on the menu. JD, JD, who's the maitre d' there, has seen me a couple times. And this is the one. Wait connect- a minute. You know, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You know the maitre d'? Yeah. Oh, Kevin, I'm so impressed. I'm so, I'm so Let me impressed. put it this way. JD has thrown in, when we did the takeout during the uh, pandemic, uh, JD has thrown in cannoli cake. Is JD the guy at the door? Yes, he is. Well, then I met JD. Yeah. I, I, I JD guess. knows my name. Oh, wow. I have. To, I might have to go there with you sometime. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm serious. My, it's the only time my wife's ever been impressed by anything I ever did. And that, by that. the way, the one guy, the guy that got the brajol, yeah. he got an anti-pasta appetizer. My and wife loves the, like my life. What, my wife loves the bruschetta. Okay. And, yeah. Okay. But he only ate like half of it. So he right. looks at me, he goes... And, and there was a long hot on it. So nobody was going to eat that. So I ate the long hot. I got to tell you something. It was hot. Yeah. I mean, it, it was a hot. And what else did they have? Oh, they had DNA pasta. They had some things on there that were really good. <laughs> this show uh, is going off the rails. No, it's okay. Well, hey, look, people might. But the cannoli cake might be in my top five favorite desserts I've ever had. Would you agree? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I would agree. Yeah. You yeah. know, a cheesecake can be fine, but cannoli cake is incredible. Well, I like vanilla more than more. Like, I'll be chocolate. honest. Like, I wish my wife gets me a chocolate chip pound cake from uh, Germany's every year. Oh my god! For my did birthday, you marry her. I did. Yeah, <laughs> she she gets me a chocolate chip pound cake from Cannoli's every year for uh, for my wow. birthday. And, wow. Yeah. Just with the diabetic in us. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, so you, she have to go to Termini? So she goes to the Reading Terminal one or does she go to she the goes to the main, She orders it from the main one. I usually end up going and picking it up because she works all day. Okay. Wow. man. And, and then I'll buy about $50 worth of other stuff there. Yeah, I'm impressed with that. That's that's, yeah. that's a good get. That, that was, how that, long does that last you? About a week. Almost li- Last like a week. <laughs> because honestly, uh, there's not a lot of cake fans in my house. Yeah, I'm, well, just my mom my is wife, a cake you know? fan. I'm a cake yeah. fan, and Joey can have cake. But when the show is over, I'm going yeah. to take another shot of insulin. I'm going to walk in <laughs> just from just, this conversation. I'm, I'm going to shoot up. <laughs> if you if, if I OD today, you know, and, and and before we go, before you play this Christmas yes. by Donny Hathaway. And there are other good versions, by the way. Yes, there are. I, there are. Um, just, I know Christmas is not always the best time for everyone. Some people, it's a hard time. Yeah. You know, you're going through things, or maybe you don't have enough money to, you know, you know, to celebrate the way you are. I just hope everybody has a decent Christmas. You know. Yeah. Whatever it entails. You know, whatever it entails, and, and again, I'm not all into the gifts. People don't have to get me crap because I don't need anything, but they'll get me stuff. And, and I, I, But again, just 
I just hope everybody has a good holiday. It has been a long year. I think most it's of us. It's been a long two or three years, years. Kevin. Uh, yes. I can tell you from my end, it's been a long year, obviously, with um, yes. with my mom. Um, yes. But I'm thankful. I'm thankful for the family. I'm thankful I still have her. Uh, and I'm thankful I still do this podcast. I know it's tough sometimes. I know we've hit some bumps where there's been weeks where I haven't been able to record. Uh, but I'm thankful that we're able to still have fun doing this. And uh, and that thankful to you for listening. And uh, and one more thank you. And yeah. I know we went way over time. To all the people that came to Eddie Barkowitz's toy Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. About a week or so at Moonshine. You, got, you people never cease to amaze me. It was raining that night. It was horrible. And they come and they stuff money. They, you know, my son bought a bike. And I'm like, you don't have to do that. No, 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 no. His father-in-law at Thanksgiving gave, came up to me and says, are you doing that toy thing? I said, well, yeah. He gave me $100. He said, put this in the jar. I'm like, you don't have to do that. He said, no, no, no. I'm like, and, and we have a good time. And, you know, it's just a luck. And if, and, if, and if a few kids' Christmases are a little better, that's what matters. Yep. On that note, Merry Christmas, Mister Kern. Yes, sir. Hang on the mis- hang on the mistletoe. I'm going to. Yep. And for all of you, <laughs> have a merry and safe Christmas. For Mike Kern, I'm Kevin Cooney. We'll talk to you next week. This has been Working the Beat. Hang on the mistletoe. I'm gonna get to know you better. Christmas and as we trim the tree how much fun it's gonna be together this Christmas the fireside is blazing bright we're caroling through the night and this Christmas will be a very special Christmas for me